All right, welcome back to another episode of Producer Grind Podcast. Karen Tina JB with me. Yo. And we got a special guest here, bro. C Clip in the building. What's good with you, bro? What's going on, man? Producer of many big hits like Kodak Black Transport, over 140 million, 145 million views, YNW Melly and Kanye mixed personalities, which we just did behind the beat, huh? Mm-mm-mm-mm. So go check that out if you want to um get a little more insight on that record. Um, so what so those are, you know, your I'd say your two biggest records. What are some of the more like uh, the real the real Small Kodak one. fans, some of them that they would really know. I mean, the first the first one was like probably like I miss you, Kodak Black. I miss you. Mm-hmm. That was probably like the first big one with me and him. But he ain't never shoot a video for it, mm-hmm. so like a lot of people don't know about that one. But if you if you from like Florida and in the area, it was a big song. You feel mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. And then I had a lot of songs with him and. Other people like Birdman. I had a lot. I had songs with a lot of people. Oh, you got songs with Birdman? Yeah, with Kodak on it. Oh, Kodak mm-hmm. and Birdman. Yeah. Right. What a song. Uh, so just like name like like maybe three or four of some of the good ones. From Kodak, or are you saying from other Just your biggest, some of the other your biggest records that people might know. We we had we had that one. We had Loyal. I like Loyal. We had my cousin. We had a lot of street, like that's what that's what his whole thing was. Like he got a lot of he got a lot of street hits, and then he mm. got pop hits that kind of right, right. mix in. But it's mostly street shit. You know that's what, what got him on and shit. Right, right. right. Yeah, yeah. And then he'll have like a tunnel vision. You know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. pop out. They like, oh yeah, that's the song everybody know. But he got like hundreds. I mean, like he got a whole bunch of street songs that only people would know. That was just like. On some like he fuck with us because we, you know, he do the same thing we do. Like he from Florida. You know what I'm saying? Like he talking that talk. Mm. How did you how did you meet with Kodak? Was he your was he was Kodak your first placement? You had your first placement, Kodak? Yeah, like it was it, I, I could say it was a placement, cause I hear a lot of niggas be saying placement, dog. And I'm like, it was more like a build up from like a local standpoint to just becoming, you know what I say, he becoming the star that he is. Like mm. It wasn't really like a placement though. Like that's when a nigga already on and you kinda like get involved with a nigga and then you yeah. get you know what I'm saying? Like I never had that. You know what I'm saying? All the artists that I worked with, it was always a build up to them kinda like being a star. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And that's why I'm glad we're sitting down and talking because I feel like a lot of the artists or a lot of the producers that we've been talking to recently kinda been more the other way, but it's really dope to sit down. Yeah, with yeah, that. like I mean, I, I fuck with that though. I mean, I mean, if you get in placements, you know what I'm saying. I just I don't know. My start was never like it was never just get a a dude that's already popping. I never could do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. I just was always, oh yeah, this where we at. These niggas popping over here. I'm popping. We the shit right here. You know what I'm saying. And, and on his case, it just happened. He just. Were you always focused on just working with locally, or did you? Was there ever a point where you were like, "Yo, trying to find emails, trying to send people beats"? Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. A nigga used to try that, like, like everybody else. You know, you be home, like, "Oh, I seen your bro email in his bio. I'm a mm. send that shit." But that shit ain't never worked, man. Them boys, mm-hmm. <laughs> I ain't never had nobody was like, "Yeah, that beat was hard. I'm gonna fuck with you." Like, <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's kind of like winning the lottery sometimes. Yeah, right? like. I never had nobody respond. No matter, I don't even think they checked that shit, to be real. Mm. I think about it like this. Look at it like, like I told you, right? Like Kodak, right? I came up with him on some like, we came up, you feel me? 
but it's a lot of people that that used to see his his uh, email in the bio that probably sent thousands of beats through that he didn't yeah. check. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, because he had me. Right. He had mm-hmm. other people. You see what I'm saying? So, Were y'all friends first or did you meet on the music shit? It was like, it was on some music shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is, it's like the area, bro. The area, if niggas is a certain way, when you get around other people that's like you, you vibe with. Like, that's why I fuck with him. I'm like, yeah, he from the hood, like me. You know what I'm saying? He be talking that talk, like, bro, thugging. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I fuck with it. And he was like, oh, yeah, your beat's hard. Plus, you vibe. You ain't on no crash shit. You just, you know what I'm saying? Like, he fuck with that. So we just rocked that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how'd you end up signing the Snapper Game? Yeah, that was a, that was a slow build, too. You feel me? Because... When I met, when I um, it was it was like it's a story with with how I met him. You feel me? So I ain't never tell this story. Exclusive, exclusive. <laughs> I'm gonna tell this story. All right, so I'm doing beats in my city. Like in my city, like a lot of people. You from Riviera Beach, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Palm Beach, Riviera Beach. Y'all boys, y'all don't know that. Y'all gonna know that. Whatever. <laughs> well. In the city, Palm Beach, Riviera Beach, I'm like, I was kind of like doing my thing, you know what I'm saying? Locally, I was fucking with that. So in his town, which his town is like, I think it's like 30 minutes away from me, he doing his thing. He popping, you know what I'm saying? So they had a strategy with him. His management had a strategy with him. It's like, we're going to go to city to city and get him popping. So he already popping in his city. The next city is my city. You see what I'm saying? Mm. So when he come to my city, he like, oh yeah, his management, the people that's fucking with him, like, I'm saying, who y'all producers is? Where the studios at? Who the DJs is over here? Like, where the clubs at? Where he could perform at to get on? You feel me? Like, they trying to see who's who. You see mm. what I'm saying? So a nigga name came up because I'm doing my thing in my city. You feel me? So that's how it happened. And then I ain't really. I was really talking to him. I was really talking to the management at first, which he was signing the dollars and deals with AD. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all are familiar. Yeah, I'm familiar with that. But um, he was, he was, I was talking to him and I was like, yeah, man, the nigga hard. I'm going to send him beats. He like, yeah, just keep sending beats. You know what I'm saying? He fuck with your shit. So I ain't meet the nigga like for like six months. You know what I'm saying? I was already sending him beats though. Mm. So one day, I'm just like, man, you know, the hood in me was just like, man, fuck this shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm just finna write the nigga on Instagram. So I wrote him on Instagram. He had like 60,000 followers or some shit. Like, he had a lot of followers. And this is like 2013. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that shit threw me because I'm like, damn, this nigga got a lot of fire. Like, that's back then. Nigga, yeah, that's like crazy. A thousand. 60, right, 60K back Man, then. He, like, had like, <laughs> he had like a lot of followers. Yeah. I was like, God damn, like, who the fuck is this nigga? Like, I wrote him in a uh, in a deal and they just made deal too. I'm glad too because that just, just came back. And I was like, um, damn, I forgot they didn't have DM. Yeah, that shit, that no shit new. <laughs> so I wrote him, I was like, you know, I'm the one that been doing the beats, boom, boom, boom. I say, bro, hit me back. Whatever, I drop my number in there. I'm like, damn, bro, I probably ain't gonna respond. He probably 
because he was popping in the city. So me, I ain't really thinking of him as a star, but I know when niggas popping in their city, like, that's almost like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, man, he, he might not respond, fuck it, whatever. Nigga hit me right back. Not on the message, he texted me. Mm. He put, hold that black. That's what he wrote. <laughs> I, say, I say that was smooth. He wrote that shit like that, but... I was like, okay, let me hit him up. So I hit him up. I said, yo, what's going on, brother? What's wrong? He was like, yeah, man, I ain't even know who you was and shit. I'm like, yo, bitch, that, bitch you been rapping on my shit? Like, we, he had already put out songs of mine, and I ain't even meet him yet. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Because I was going through AD. I'm like, I chopped it up with him. I'm like, yo, bro, yeah, walk with me. I'm going to send you some more shit. I was like, bro, we need to get in the, um, in the yo and cook up, like... Because like, that's the type of shit I was on, like, when I was like, I'm going to hit him up. Yeah. Like, I want to get in the studio with you, like, and make the shit right there. You know what I'm saying? So he was like, yeah, man, just keep sending that shit. You know what I'm saying? So I kept sending him shit, and um, he had got locked up. Mm. I still ain't meet him yet. You know what I'm saying? But now we done talk. He texting, and we we he telling me what type of beats he like and mm. shit like that, so it's better. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. Now you're not blindly doing it. Right, right. We cool now. But he's still at the time going city to city, doing the same thing he doing with me, other producers, taking all all through Florida. Like he basically like taking over the state, you feel me? <laughs> so at that point, he had got like hot. I was like, damn, like this this nigga might make it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I was thinking, you feel me? And soon as he was about to make it, like I felt like that. He got locked up. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn. He got locked up. I was like, damn. Like, cause at the time, bro, I ain't gonna lie, bro. Like, I was doing my shit locally, bro. But I ain't really, I ain't really have no hope with this shit. Mm-hmm. I was really like thinking, like, man, this shit ain't gonna happen. So with him, like, that shit was like. Breath of fresh air type shit. Man, that shit was kind of driving me crazy because I was like, I can't believe I'm finna be with a nigga that actually finna make it. Yeah. Like, this shit was blowing my fucking mind. Like, a lot of niggas probably come up here and be like, yeah, I've been around music and Atlanta niggas, that everybody popping off, everybody rich. Where we from, bro, that shit is impossible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And where he from. I feel that. It ain't nobody that's doing that just back to back like that. You know what I'm saying? So everybody around in the area in Florida was looking at him like, bro, I can't believe this shit. Like, this nigga, it's the only nigga that's from our generation that's finna make it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because before that, it was like Ross. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And Plies and some other people like Flo Rida. Kelly, obviously. Well, if you're talking about not just. Yeah, it's like old. Older rappers and shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Trick Daddy, all them niggas. But okay. This was like older. You know what I'm saying? This would be the newest nigga. You know what I'm saying? So this was like, that shit was crazy. Mm. I'm like, yo, this nigga finna make it. He get locked up. So I was like, you can either give up on this shit and be like going back to the hole. Like, yeah, this shit ain't it. This music shit ain't gonna make it. I ain't gonna work. It ain't gonna work. Or you can. Hold bread down and just hopefully think, I mean, think he gonna get out, basically. Yeah. Like, just hopefully he get out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I was like, shit, I'd rather just, I'd rather just go for it. Fuck it, man. I'm gonna hold bread down. We're gonna communicate while he in jail. 
I'm gonna talk to him about beats, all this shit while he in there. And that's what I did. Like, I continued this shit. You know what I'm saying? Stay down type shit, I feel you. So when it was time, and he actually got a release date to get out, you know what I'm saying? All that shit mattered. Because I, I hit I hit his I hit his manager up and I was like, bro, I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. When Kodak get out of jail this time, I wanna be the first one he see. I say, I never met him, but we finna meet right now. And I say, I want this shit to be the biggest, the biggest shit I want y'all to have. Cameras, whatever y'all wanna do. And I had a little studio. So I'm like, come to my studio, gonna film the shit. It was like, yo, we gonna film it. We just gonna, it's gonna be like a welcome home Kodak like video. It's on YouTube too. Like, y'all can look this up, feel me, if y'all want to. It's called the link. Kodak, first day out, whatever. Like, it's like him in a little, I think he got like on a tie, a tie shirt or something. But he came out, he was locked up in like Virginia or something. They flew him down the same day, he, the same night. He came to the studio. I, I met him for the first time. Were you thinking like there was a chance that they were gonna cap and he bro wasn't gonna pull up? I ain't gonna lie, he was late. <laughs> he was late. He was late. <laughs> he was late. Like, like he was supposed to come in like nine. The nigga came in like one o'clock. In the morning? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> I don't know if he had to get something from a girl, whatever. I don't know, but <laughs> they was just they was they went other places and then you know what I'm saying? Bro yeah. was fresh out. So Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't even tripping out there. I'm like, shit, as long as he come, like, because like I said, this is our hope. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He come to the studio. We link up. I remember, I never forget it. That's why I knew, this is how I knew he was a real nigga. <laughs> I went to shake his hand, right? So I shook the nigga hand like this here, right? So I was finna pull the nigga in, like, you know what I'm saying? What's up, bitch? What's happening? You feel me? This what he did. Try to pull me in. He like, he had hold it. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, okay. I'm like, all right, bro. He's like, real, I don't know, like, I don't know you yet, bro. Yeah, like, I'm like, okay, bro, real nigga. Like, he ain't no friendly ass. Listen, oh, you finna just, you know, shake my hand and hug on me and shit. Like, but I liked it, that shit. Cause I'm like, yeah, like, that nigga got some love. You know what I'm saying? Cause he could have easily just would have been like, what's up, bro? Mm-hmm. Like, he wasn't on that. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, all right, bet. Let's go. Let's do this shit. So I'm like, I'm, I'm hyped because I'm like, damn, he kind of stopped me on the hug and shit. I'm like, all right. So I'm like, we get in the studio. He got all his homeboys. You know what I'm saying? We deep in that bitch. They filming this shit. First day out, Kodak, my mama, he talking this shit. I say, bro, this shit look crazy. Well, I'm looking at this shit as it's happening. You feel me? I'm like, bro, this shit crazy. I'm like, damn, what the fuck finna happen? So. I'm like, yo, what you want to do? I'm like, what you want to do and shit? He was like, yeah, bro. I had wrote a song. I wrote a song on a plane and shit. He was like, yeah, bro. Pull up that beat. So I'm like, what beat? You feel me? Like, I ain't give you no beats. You feel me? <laughs> he like, yeah, you um, you had something homeboy, some beats and shit. I was like, damn, I did. I sent his homeboy some beats. I'm thinking he going to rap. I thought I was sending... His homeboy, like a while back, had asked me for some beats. Oh, you thought he was rapping? Right. I was like, yo, you gonna rap on them bitches? I'm just trying to fuck with the camp. Like, he like, yo, send them bitches through. He and he really was doing that to give it to him. Mm. So he was like, I got this song already. It's already made. I wrote it on the plane. I'm like, God damn, what you talking about, bro? I'm like, I ain't give you no beat. You know what I'm saying? He like, nah, bro. You sent my homeboy some beats. He was like, it was like a little slow beat. Boom, boom, boom. Like, damn, bro. 
damn, I know what you're talking about. You feel me? And I thought about it. I like, I know it's one of it. And I pressed the button. That bit, it played. That bit. Dun, 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 I was like, oh, okay. So he like this beat. You feel me? Which I ain't. It wasn't against the beat. You feel me? I'm like, damn, that's that's different. You feel me? So he going there, going to booth, and he's saying the shit. And as he's saying, it's the I Miss You song. That's the that's yeah. the one. That shit crazy. So it's on video. Y'all go look at this, right? But as he's saying the lyrics to the song, like, at times I've been in and I would never see. I was riding with my strap. I was out here in it. I mean, everybody in the room was just like, bro, he made it, bro. Mm. He a star, bro. Like, that shit was sending chills through me. Like, bro. The room, like, you should have seen niggas' face. Niggas was like, bro, the nigga, that nigga is something amazing. Like, you know what I'm saying? And as soon as the song, like, he dropped, he dropped another song that we did that night. And then, like, two, like, two, three months later, he got signed to Atlantic. And, you know what I'm saying? They dropped the song. Song go up. He dropped, uh, he dropped Skrilla video. You feel me? Like, and it was up, you know what I'm saying? I was like, shit, he on, huh? Got the XXL cover. He went up, you feel me? That was in 15, 2015. And this whole time, it's still like on some dream come true shit. Yeah, yeah, like everybody in Florida like thought like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't believe this little nigga made it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that shit was different, bro. It was, it was different from when an artist come up and you see him like one day and then all of a sudden overnight he rich, he got chains and shit. Like his grind was like really slow. Like he he didn't wear fake shit and he didn't wear shit that he couldn't afford. So when he first got on, you ain't finna see him with 30 chains and shit. You know what I'm saying? But after years go on and he get money like that, you see it. Like it was a real real organic. Yeah. You yeah. feel me? How long was he gone for that first um First time he was in jail? That shit was like eight months. That shit was a while. Wow. It was like seven, eight months. I don't really know the exact time, but I know it was it was a long time though. So then when did at what point did you end up getting signed and like signed the dotted line, getting on paperwork? Yeah, see that was later, you feel me? After I, you know, we dropped a whole bunch of songs. Um he had approached me and was like, yo, I'm finna do this new label and shit. Like, I'm finna sign everybody, you feel me, that I've been fucking with already. <laughs> so I'm like, bet, you know what I'm saying? So I get my hopes up again. I'm like, yo, now he finna sign me to his label. So now I'm finna be, you feel me? And then he get locked up again. <laughs> mm. He get locked up again. So I had to wait. That was 2016. That was like the next year. But I had to wait until 17 because he got locked up again. So he didn't get out until 2017. So in your mind, were you thinking like it might be risky to sign to bro? You know, since he's been, been in and out of, you know, situations and run-ins with yeah. legal issues? It was risky, but I can, like I said, like, what else option do I got? You know what I mean? Like, like you said, keep going in niggas' DMs that ain't even from where I'm from. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, or try to get in other camps. Like, because at the time, like, 
you had like DJ Khaled and and the people that have been running the shit. They always did it. You feel me? But they camp is like real knit tight. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's like once you come up, even with us, like if we if I when I came up came up with with Kodak right, and we done spent all these times, and now we finally on. It's hard for a person to be like, I want to join. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I definitely feel that. So that's how it is. So I'm like, what, what, what option I got? I could try to be like, I don't want to fuck with that shit. It's too risky, or just be like, fuck it. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm from the hood too. Like, we are. <laughs> and I'm, and then he's young. Like, you gotta understand. He like 16, 17. He's, he's look like he wasn't. You feel me? I'm like, shit, fuck it. And he could rap. Like, that's when he was really like, he had something to prove. So he was, he was rapping. He was rapping. He was doing like four songs a day and shit. Like, he was going. You know what I'm saying? So what you say you signed in 2017 then? Yeah, 2017 um, in July. Yeah, but it's either August or one of the two. So from the first time you met him or you started producing, you said that was like 2013, right? Was when you yeah, first... like, it's like 2013, 14, because the 13, he had put out a CD and I didn't make it. Mm. You feel me? So it was but around I knew, that. Yeah, like, but I was fucking with him at that time. You feel me? But I didn't make the CD because I had just just met him. So I have a question. So in between, though, that four, three to four years, were you? did you ever feel like... Like, why didn't you decide to go and take a different route? Like, why did you feel like almost like your career was kind of kind of leaned on his success? Or, like, did you ever think about pursuing, like, an online route or just something different outside of him? Because he is such a, it is such a risky move. I did do, I did do um, you know, sound click. You know, I ain't really make no money on that shit. Because, like I said, like, I didn't really know how to, I didn't know how to get on there and, Make your beats like go to the top of the ranks and shit. Yeah. Like, I, I real mean, real science to it, right? Right. And I'm like, and again, they had to come up too. Like, a lot of those people, like Superstar O and all them niggas, mm-hmm. they, you got to understand, these people was at the beginning at that shit. So, it's a reason why they at the top. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm like, I'm coming in. You know what I'm saying? Why the shit already popping? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was kind of a weird time because that was like kind of the end of SoundClick right before, like, uh, Fucking my flash player. Beat stars. Yeah, Beat Stars really came in. That was I like got a- on Beat Stars too. Um when he got locked up too. I did that. Mm-hmm. And I made like a thousand dollars. Cause just off of people just saying, like, oh, you produce for Kodak, I wanna mm-hmm. get a beat. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't really that's that's it was a thousand dollars to spend over maybe like two or three months. So I'm like, that shit, honestly, um, bro, I was just hustling. Looking back now. Do you think there could have been anything that you could have done to to brand yourself more and maybe make a little bit more off of that? that Hell kind? yeah. Hell yeah. Like, if I knew what I knew now, like, now I'd be thinking, like, okay, I got to think bigger. But back then, I could have did a lot of more, a lot more smaller shit. And I just didn't. You know mm. what I'm saying? Because I guess I was just too, like, honestly, bro, I'd be feeling like a nigga kind of off. Like, I'd be feeling like it's hard for me to focus on a lot of shit at the same time. Mm. And I focus so much on making the music good. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I'll be forgetting about selling the shit. Mm. So you think you 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 more of like a art a real yeah, like artist I really creative. Be like 
if anybody know me, like when the people that's watching this shit, they're gonna be like, yo, bruh is he sit back, steady this shit. Like, that's how I got popping in my city. I, I sat back, I'm like, okay, that's the DJ, this the promoter. Okay, they be at the flea market, them niggas be giving out their CDs. Like, I'm learning, you know what I'm saying? Like, instead of just jumping out there thinking I'm the shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, but I do it, I kind of sometimes I overthink it. You mm. feel me? So I be focused too much on the beats. Mm. I'm like, damn, I need to change my style. I'm like, that kick, man, I, I can't use the same kick all the time. I'm like, okay, let's let's try to learn something new. Get on YouTube. Like, let me let me figure out a new way to uh do do like a a, a string or a guitar or some shit. Would you consider yourself more of like a technical producer? Yeah. To like almost to a fault at certain points. Yeah, cause a lot of and it's again too, like a lot of people, I watch y'all podcasts, right? Nothing against them. But a lot of people say I make beats every day. Like, and I'm like, damn, like I just can't imagine doing that shit. I'm like, damn, like every day though. <laughs> Bring bros mic down a little bit. But I'm like, you make beats every day, bro. <laughs> Like, I don't know if that's, I don't know if they just be saying that to make it seem like, oh yeah, bitch, I'm a beat maker. I'm like, hell nah, bro. Nah, hell nah. Like, I might go two weeks without making a beat. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like that's what make beats better when you live in life. You know what I'm saying? And on YouTube or looking at videos and shit. And then when you stop looking at the video about whatever you're looking at, you might be looking at this. Mm -hmm. Might be looking at producer grind. You feel me? Get off the shit. And go back to your life, bro. Because you don't want to, I don't know, like, I, I, I feel like you're not really learning shit. If everything you learn, you hurry up and get back on the beat machine. Like, oh, I got to make the beat. Or I got to make a beat today at five. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's not a natural, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I just, I don't give a fuck when I make a beat. To be honest, bro, it don't have to be every day. It don't have to be two weeks. It could be mm -hmm. whenever. Like, I go off of how I feel. I definitely get that mentality. Now, on the opposite side, how do you how do you balance it? So you you know you may go two weeks, but how do you not let that go extended periods of time where you start really procrastinating? You really start you know. That's what I'm saying. Getting life, lazy. It's life. Like sometimes I be like, man, I be making. Sometimes I make a beat, and after I'm done with it, bro, I be like, how the fuck I even do this shit, dog? This shit look complicated as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes I don't even be knowing what the fuck I'm doing. And then sometimes I don't do a beat and I'm like, man, I don't even really know what I'm doing, dog. I ain't finna fuck with that shit. Mm -hmm. Like, them beats probably finna be whack. Mm, I feel and that. And then I can something to that, that happened in my life. And then I'm like, it make itself. Like Damn. I said, when I get on the beat, sometimes I don't know what the fuck. I be, I be done, bro, like with the beat. And I press stop and I look at this shit like, bro, this shit look crazy as hell. Like, what the hell going on? And we were saying, like, because we just did behind the beat, you were saying how you started that. You were kind of like hum the melody. You do, is that something you do often? Yeah, yeah. I do a lot of like, because before I used to play, I used to play on a uh, on a keyboard and shit. And try to find something, just. Right. But I didn't know how to play the keys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you got to like, you don't know how to, you don't know what you pressing. So you gotta hum it in your in your mind, and you can say some dun 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 
I'll be like, okay. That sounded the way I was mm. thinking it. You know what mm. I'm saying? So it helped me play it because I ain't no chords and you know how people be like, oh, this is a B flat. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't know that. I still don't know that shit. I think that's a good way to put feeling because a lot of times I find myself just going to the keyboard and hitting keys till I find something that's like, oh, that was hard. Mm. Right, like, right. Versus really like, what do I want to make here? Like, how am I feeling type shit? Right, right. Yeah. It's better with the feeling, bro, because I, I honestly, if I would have learned, if I would have learned chords and shit now, that should have put me in a box. You know what I'm saying? I, I want to be able to make any genre, you know what I'm saying? Play anything. Sometimes the notes might not go with each other. You feel me? Might not be the right scale or it not, this ain't blues, but it's a blues beat. Mm. Sometimes it just play with it. You know what I mean? So, so I want to talk about using samples. So some of your biggest records use a sample. So yeah. have you ran into any legal problems? But clearing them and stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> man. Listen, man. <laughs> the sample, the sample thing, man. Like, it makes it easier, but it's also complicated because a lot of people might not like the fact that you're bringing this shit back. You feel me? Or really? you're using something that they had. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So some niggas I say, you know, you could get the sample for this amount or whatever. $5,000 or some shit like that. And then you got other people that be like, I want 80% of the record. Because mm. transporting, <laughs> it was killing me. Like I'm like, yeah. damn, like y'all want the whole shit. 100%. They wanted all the shit. What? They didn't want you to get no Nothing. publishing. Nothing. Who was the sample on it? It's a big, I mean, it's, it's a well-known. It's, it was it's Ghetto Boys, but it's yeah, before yeah. that. Yeah, it goes back to Isaac Right, Hayes, right? so they, they had a sample that they they cleared with him. You feel me? Mm. But it's originally his song, and he he has a band and shit that he plays with. Yeah. So it's a it's a lot going on, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people in the pot. So they're probably like, they're probably like, oh yeah, this Damn. Is, we got a check finally coming, boys. Let's right. take it all. Yeah. Like, Damn. You gotta bust this shit down. Hello. So it's like you gotta fight for just a piece of your own. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you know, that's only, like I said, only if you just got people. And then you I looked up the shit, because like you like I said, like I'm real intelligent when it comes to this music. A lot of people don't know that. You know what I'm saying? But I looked it up. I'm like, let me look up this nigga deal. So I looked up Isaac Hayes and he was he signed a lot of deals, bro. Like, so he had a lot of people in his pot. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And he had his own, he actually had his own label and sold that, you know. But I'm like, I mean, shit, that's that's difficult. You know what I'm saying? It's an old record from the 70s. You see what I'm saying? Then Ghetto Boys used it. Feel me? So there's even more hands in the pot because mm. they had a deal. They got people eating off that. You know what I'm saying? But we all got to share that. That's like a lot. No, is all is all that coming out of the producer's cut or is it coming out of the artist's cut as well? Everybody. Like, Everybody. So at a point saying? like that, is it even worth even putting the song out? Financially, maybe it'll be maybe it'll be a big like branding play. It's, it's yeah. money. It's it's mm-hmm. a lot of money. You feel right. me? Shows. It's True. a lot of money. You just gotta just share it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If it ain't asking too much, 
did the negotiation work on your favor? Were you able to secure a little piece of it at least? I feel like it didn't. <laughs> it didn't. But I'm working on that now. You feel me? To try to go backtrack and, and educate myself on what went wrong and what happened. But I'm just like, I'm. I was so focused at the time to get the record out because I just be like, yo, it's the people need this. Like they need to hear this. It's, this is like old and new mix, like you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So it sounds like like you're real more on like the arts and like that's like there's two sides. Like there's a business yeah, brain and like, an arts brain. Do you ever like feel like okay, I'm the business side. I obviously, I don't even want to get involved with that. Do you think about partnering up with somebody or does management take care of that? Like when you sign the deal. And that's the thing. Like I was getting managed by somebody that was under him, so I had to educate myself. Feel me? Mm. But like you said, like it is two sides of it. And honestly, you don't know the other side of the business until you have a hit song. Mm-hmm. Because everything else, they gonna get it to you. You know what I'm saying? If you got a song that's making like a couple bands a month, like they gonna get that to you. You know what I'm saying? Like five bands, they gonna get that to you. Ten. But when you go into this shit, like, oh, this is a hit record. They this shit on the radio. You know what I'm saying? This shit, this shit. Like, here's, here's a, a 5,000, here's 10,000. They go, this what they do. When when it's like that, like even the mixed personality shit with Melly, right? When it's like a big record, everybody, oh, let me, I want it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I want some, let me get some, or oh, I'll publish a deal with this. Let me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, God damn, like, <laughs> it's the big record. Like, that's when you get to see, like, bro, this shit ain't the music business. After that transport and shit, I seen it different. Like I was like, yeah, this shit ain't like how I thought when I was a little kid. Mm. When you a little kid, you just be like, they just, just want to put out great music. Deal. You want to get a record music. deal. Like right. everybody be like, bro, I'm gonna get a record deal. Mm-hmm. That's what right. you say when you first start rapping. You know what I'm saying? Facts. But actually, when you get in the business part, you don't do this it. Shit, so shady, bro. And so <laughs> it's so many people grabbing that shit. Shit is crazy, bro. Like, so what that do you do? Shit feel like I don't know if I'm if it's worth it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. do what do you do to counter it? Do you just go get a more savage lawyer? Do you just kind of just just like what have you tried to do, or what is it that you think? The maybe? next record and records to come after that, you just gotta learn as you go. I heard Suge Knight say some shit. Cause like I said, I studied this shit. I studied all the greats, like Suge Knight, Diddy, all them niggas that was like running this shit, savage in this industry. I look at interviews, videos, and I listen to them talk for like 30 minutes. I sit there and watch the nigga. And he said some shit in his interview and he said, this game, people think it's about um, money and shit. You see what I'm saying? And he was like, it's not, it's about it's not about race. It's not about money. It's not about who, where you come from or nothing. None of that shit. He said it's about young and old. Mm. All the old people run this shit. The wise versus the new. All the old people that's in these offices, these lawyers, they running this shit. All the young people is the people that's making the music, putting the music out. The young people buying the music. You see what I'm saying? So I had to realize like, I'm I'm growing, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not gonna go into this shit and know, oh yeah, I know I'm supposed to get this amount of percentage and that contract ain't right. 
You know what I said? I don't know. I'm like, I'm just trying, I'm young. I'm trying to make it shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I'm like, I'm learning, like, okay, as I get older, I grow and I understand the business and I could be in those positions that they're in. You know what I'm saying? Like, he said that shit, and I was like, yo, that shit sparked up. That's exactly what it is. So, well, first, when you did sample the record for um, Transport, did you pull, did you download the Ghetto Boys version or did you download the Isaac Hayes version? Both. Mm. Because when I did it, I did the Ghetto, Boy, the Ghetto Boys version first mm. because I was really trying to, like, shake it up. Like, I wanted to pick a sample that nobody didn't want me to pick. A lot of people was, like, when I was making this shit, I was in a house making it. And the people that was in the house was like, bro, you crazy, bro. You you finna do that song? I said, hell yeah, I'm finna get this bitch to Kodak. <laughs> they say, Kodak? I said, yeah, bro, yeah, slide this bitch. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I, don't, I, I, feel, I don't know, like, I don't know, bro. I, I just, I just try to make, make the best record, bro. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. So, what are some ways that signing has helped you, and what are some ways that signing has held you back? Yeah, that's that's one of them. You said holding me back, or you said which way is helping me or holding me back? Both sides. We want to talk about some ways it's helped, and some ways it's might have held you back a little bit. Some ways it's helped. I mean, of course, like you know, he gonna fuck with me harder. So he was paying me like good, better than it was when I was just throwing them shit through the email. You feel me? Yeah. So that was like the better thing, cause then I was like, okay, I can get me a car, I got me a place, I could do, you know what I'm saying? Shit that I was struggling with at one point. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Thanks. So I'm like, all right, that's the look. That's another um plus to it. Then he got like millions of followers. He was giving me shout outs and shit. So people was buying my shit based on him just saying, y'all fuck with him. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. So I'm like, okay. Then I'm meeting celebrities and shit, like doing, like I said, doing songs with other people, Roddy Rich and Cuban Doll and a lot of a lot of people that I ain't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I probably wouldn't have met them with, without him. Mm. Like, Sherlock Mafia. I got songs with, like, people that, it's just the songs they sometimes they go under the radar. And you know what I'm saying? I just be like, I ain't even finna promote it if it ain't hot like that. So mm. I just focus on the bigger songs. Like you said, the melody, mixed personalities and the uh and the transporting, but it's like a hundred songs that people don't know about. Shit, I mean it's gotta be somewhere though. <laughs> but I mean, I'm gonna do a documentary where I explain all that. You know what I'm saying? Where I break it down, like my whole catalog and all that shit, songs I can't remember, and artists that I can't remember. But for the bad part of it, I think it's just like you gotta go with whatever the artist got going on. You know what I'm saying? And in the industry, like they look at us like, but they look at Kodak and everybody like, oh, them niggas from Florida crazy. This nigga thugging, he be on some other shit. He ain't friendly. He don't fuck with nobody. You know what I'm saying? So I had to go with that. 
You know what I'm saying? So maybe that might niggas might be like, oh, them boys, I'm, I might want to, I don't want to fuck with them boys because them boys be on other shit. You know what I'm saying? And that's always held you back. You saying? I mean, it could. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But I wouldn't know because I'm so focused on what we doing. You know what I'm saying? But you right, it could. I mean, it could. Really? I don't know. Um, and then one thing I want to say, because, you know, talking about holding it back, uh, not to get into, you know, Kodak's legal issues, but what is it like being signed to an artist that has so many legal issues, especially right now, the latest one? It's like... I mean, like I said, you just got to just go with it. Because, I mean, like what you supposed to do, just give up, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just I just keep going, bro, and just keep making music, keep trying to build relationships. And like I said, just hopefully he get out of his situation and I have some shit for him. Like right now we got Jack Boy coming out. You know what I'm saying? Type. Yeah, from, from Sniper Game. Yeah. And me and him finna drop a single soon, like probably like in another couple. Like it's going to be... Soon, soon. So when people look at this, they'll know what I'm talking about. But we got artists on the shit. You know what I'm saying? That that could do their thing. You know what I'm saying? You just gotta. They gotta be on that level to where they could take his like not take his place, but you know what I'm saying? Fill the void while he's mm-hmm. gone. You feel me? And basically just count on that because you got you got we got artists and shit like like I said, Jack mm-hmm. Boy. A lot of people know him, you know what I'm saying? He just he just didn't have that star, like that big, big, big hit yet, but it's coming, you feel me? What so does I just support that? What does it look like when a producer how would a producer be independent of an artist? Like in their situation going on. And I say like how do they take <clears throat> their career pretty much into their own hands, even if the artist is doing what they do? A producer or an artist? No, a producer. How does a producer stay consistent with themselves regardless of what other artist situations go on? I was going to get to that too because I wanted to talk about that. Mm-hmm. And I talked to him about that over the phone. I feel like producers should drop their own songs. Yeah, we definitely talked about me? that. Like, like C-Clip as an artist. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, you put the play mm-hmm. together like... If these niggas don't know each other, make them know each other. Okay, bomb. Like, hey, bro, I got a verse with such and such on. I'm saying, like, this bitch hell hot. This song hot. You want to jump on that bit? I produced it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If you don't want to put it out, I'll put it out. You know what I'm saying? Because that's really what DJ Mustard, uh, Metro, all them boys dropping CDs. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So this is yeah. the new way. Do you even give the artist the option to, like, like you said, if you don't drop it, I will. Do you even give them the option? Be like, I'm going to put it out. You want to get on this? Yeah, you can. You gotta give them the option because it's like that's they shit. But it's not, also, but it like in a weird, it's, it's in a sense, it's really yours too. It's fifty fifty. So it's right, like, right, right. I mean, you right. It depends on what the what the startup is. If you come in it like saying I'm gonna, you know, get on your album and then y'all do a song and you like mm-hmm. I want it for my right, right. right. No, you gonna drop that shit without? No, yeah, I mean, that's like, shit. That's some fuck shit. But right, but I mean, like, if you like tell you take them beforehand, the, like, yeah, I want you to do this for me. Right. And you know what you're doing is for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But that's what I feel like. Producers, like, stop selling your shit for cheap. Stop talking about I got beats for the low and all this shit. Because that's why we're not getting paid, bro. Buy five, get five for free. 
producers are not getting paid enough. They're not getting paid enough. This is facts. Like, right. I don't give a fuck with nobody say everybody knows that. You know what I'm saying? So why not change this shit around and get on the wave? Like, drop your own music with the artist that you want to drop it with. Yeah. It could be somebody in your neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? It don't really matter. It's just put people together or put a song together. Be a producer. Put yeah. the song together that you know is hot. I can I can make I can market this. I can push mm-hmm. this without the artist being necessarily like the person to do it, like their label got to do it. And it could be you. Yeah. And I think starting small like that locally, like I mean, a lot for the producers at home, they're like, well, bro, I can't just call Kodak. I can't just call Melly. Right. You know what right, I mean? Right. Um, you can call your cousin that raps. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And right. like, or you know what I mean? Just, you know, the people that got that's, a couple thousand followers thing in too, your city. Because like, I, I mean... Because <laughs> it's good practice. Because people can say like, how you did it, bro? How did you get in that position, right? And and a lot of people be like, oh, you know, whatever works for me might not work for you. You know what I mean? I'm like, nah, I wouldn't tell a nigga that because that's not really helping them any, anyway. So I would say like, sit back and figure out where you at and where you trying to go. If you stay somewhere, like I'm in, I'm in Florida, right? So when I first started this shit, I had to sit back humble myself and be like, I know where I'm at. I'm not shit. I'm not shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, let me try to let me try to figure out a way to get in the limelight. So I was thinking like, maybe I'm going to be the biggest person in Florida. Like, this is me first starting off. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just starting music, right? I'm like, yo, I'm going to be the biggest person in Florida. I'm like, nah, that's, that's too big. Like, you know what? I'm going to be the biggest person in my county. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I might got a little juice to do that. I'm like, but nobody, I ain't put out no nothing. Like, I'm just starting. So I'm like, nah, that's too big. You know what I'm saying? So then I'm like, what about my city? I'm like, I, I could get, I could get known in my city. Like, I, you know, I probably could put out a couple songs. They might fuck with it. I'm like, nah, that's too big. So then I go back to, what about my block? Mm. You feel me? If I can... Maybe get the neighbor to listen to my shit. I might got some. You know what I'm saying? So how I did it was I'm like, I just start from the, the like, this is like pinpoint zero. Like, my nigga, like reverse my house, the next door neighbor. I had niggas that down the street, he make beats. I'm like, bro, come to my house. You feel me? It was an older nigga that stayed in a project, like, probably like maybe like five minutes walking distance. He was just a nigga I just happened to meet. He had a studio, older <laughs> nigga. He down the street. I walked down there after I get off the school. Because at first, I was rapping at first. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I'm going to go up to the bro house and make, make my songs and shit. It wasn't that great, but he right up. <laughs> See? You know what I'm saying? This real practice. My friends like making beats. He stayed down the street. This nigga here hurt hearing what we doing. Now the block know us. But it's literally the same formula that Kodak used just on a bigger scale. Right, yeah. that's what I'm going to say. Once you get the block, now you can start thinking, okay, let me get the county now. Now like, you got some people behind you. Right, you know what I'm saying? The block fuck with me. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? They like, yeah, that boy from uh, such an air, boy, that boy be snapping. And it's the same like technique that um, that Nipsey used too, and look at his following. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you really build the most organic so, following. If you in Oklahoma, the middle of nowhere. Shout out Midwest. <laughs> you could say... I don't know, but uh, I know down the street though it's a motherfucking uh, it's like a little building down there. 
I might could gather some people in the neighborhood and we can make music over there. And that little thought right there can mean a lot. It's a seed. You leader. know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Facts. Real seed. That's how I feel like can, anybody can make it like that. Mm. Feel me? Like, that formula don't never die. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Even you, with you, the internet. Same shit with real estate. Real it's the same thing in real estate. I'm going to start local, then expand and expand. That's, how, that's sure. how the police catch niggas. Man, what them... Man, listen. They be like, yo, we start in, in and we work our way out, right? Mm. They say... First, oh, they trying to catch a nigga. They say, who his brother is? Who his sister is? Then they start going out. Like, where he go to school at? Where his gym? Where he work out at? Oh, what his friends is? Or who his girlfriend is? Like, now you... You know what I'm saying? Then you might go all the way out to a nigga that don't, barely know the nigga. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just like that That formula from starting in right there, no matter where you at and working your way out, I don't think that shit never fail if you're good. Let me say that. because <laughs> I was just watching this movie. I think it was uh, Snowden. They said like, uh, there, was about, there was about some shit where the U.S. was spying on the... Uh, reading all, yeah, read, yeah, they. It's a real story where they read all our texts and stuff, but all that shit is. Um, See, that's some other shit. All that shit, some other shit. But, but what he said is the average person that has forty connections. So if you got forty connections in your phone, you go out to your that one of those connections, then you go out to one of their connections, and you go out three times. It's like two point five million people. Like the six, the six, what? the six degrees of separation type deal. So like, yeah. So if you got your forty contacts, so mm-hmm. and then each of those forty people. Like go out the th- same, so pull their forty, and then those. But you know what I'm saying. So after you go out three times, it's like I'm not trying to confuse y'all, but it's like two point five. <laughs> right. You probably have lie, the circle yeah, turns two point five million. Yeah, like you know, like you're like the average person who has forty contacts, just mm-hmm. forty contacts. And I got forty yeah. contacts. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm trying to listen to what you saying. Yeah. I'm like your network is like you know two point. It's basically like this. I know 40 people. He know 40 Back. people. Our 40 people know 40 oh, more people. Yeah. Okay, and then, I see, I see then if you do that three times it's a, or maybe more or whatever, it's 2.5 million. But that's the same principle as six degrees of separation, which is like you're only six people away from anybody right, right, in the right. world. Like mm. you might know Billy who knows the gym, who might know Barack Obama's like grandma, who might know like- So it's based that, on stuff like that. population number. Kind of, but like it's basically just like you're pretty much connected to whoever it is. Yeah. You're just only like six people away from it. That's some shit, though. I mean, that's kind of how you can think of it, too. But just well, think about when we were here yesterday with um the jeweler dude and how you in class. Like, y'all oh, yeah. have no idea who bro each other knows class, too. You know yeah. class? <laughs> See, that's what I went to school with, bro. Yeah. See, that's Damn. what I mean. Yeah, he went to high school <laughs> down here. Like, I don't know how, Shout I don't know how we got <laughs> in the same school. Pull but, that mic a little closer. But when we came, when we got to school together, he had CDs and all that shit in high school. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, you never know who somebody knows. You're just yeah. a couple people away. Yeah. I mean, that that's that pretty much it, though. Like, start within, work your way out. All you but it's do not going to be a quick process. Like, no, nah, it, that's the thing with this. Like, because I was going to say the next thing you could do is just blow up. You know what I'm saying? Which is like, meet somebody and then bomb. Right. Record deal. You know what I'm saying? Or you meet one dude, he say, I'm going to manage you. And all of a sudden, he do everything for you straight. Like, this more is like, this shit, I'm talking about it in like 10 minutes, but this like 10 years. Right. Feel me? Like, the shit I'm talking about, I, I did, was like, it took a long time. Feel me? So, you just got to be patient and be good at what you do, man. 
that's that's it, dog. Just be good at it and practice, and know that you might not be the best person. Like that way, that make you work and want it. You know what I'm saying? Want to learn and want to get better, so you can be the best wherever you at. So you can work your way out. You know what I mean? But don't think you're just gonna get fruity loops and <laughs> you make a bullshit ass beat and <laughs> work like that. You know what I'm saying? When you first started making beats, were you making beats every day? Yeah, now nah, that that when I was, mm. I was because I was trying to get better. But a lot of them beats is trash. Right. <laughs> it's like you got to knock out like what, like five hundred trash yeah, beats like, to start yeah, really like, getting them, like them shits, bro. Like I said, I used to rap first, but I ain't had nobody to. I ain't. I couldn't buy no beats and shit. I couldn't afford that shit. Plus, niggas weren't making beats like that anyway. So I was like, you know what, bro? I'm just finna try this shit. So. My homeboy, he had Fruity Loops. I got Fruity Loops and I looked at it. <laughs> oh shit. I said, man, this shit. I just got off that shit, man. I was like, man, what the fuck is this? Like, really, like I'm looking like it's supposed to be some type of like they the toil that they had was this is a beat that we made on Fruity Loops. That's that's their way of tutorial tutorialing you on how to make a beat. I don't know what that. I don't know what the fuck I was looking at. So my shit, I couldn't even get past the first <laughs> pattern screen. Damn. Like I was just that shit was noise. <laughs> wasn't no beat. It wasn't no fucking metrodome. Wasn't no pattern. <laughs> Man, that shit was all. <laughs> like and I ain't had nobody over my shoulder. Like no, nah, you're doing that wrong. Don't yeah. do that. So I'm just sitting there by myself, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, this shit keeping me out the street because I was an outside nigga. Like, I was outside a lot. Cause like I said, I wanted to be a rapper. I, I had that persona, like, mm. you know what I'm saying? But it had made, took me back because I'm like, damn, you got to be smart to do this shit. Like, so I had to really, like, go deep into myself, like, to figure out, like, how to work that shit. But that shit was tough. You know what I'm saying? Because it was, I looked at that shit like, the way they do it now, though, it looked easier. You feel me? Back then, they had it to where it was like blocks and shit. Like, that shit was... So then I was like, fuck that. I ain't gonna lie. I was like, fuck Fruity Loops. And I went and bought a, um, I bought a Phantom keyboard <laughs> because back then, everybody was like, hardware was shit. So I was like, man, I don't know how to work Fruity That shit, I don't, that shit dumb as hell. So I'm like, that shit ain't real no way. Because it wasn't no plug. Like, bro, you got to understand, it wasn't no plug-in. It wasn't no pack sounds. It was straight stock Fruity Loops. That's all you had. Vintage BD. Niggas know what I'm talking about. Like that the vintage beat, kit, hell man, yeah. Man, niggas know. Like, vintage kit slick got some heat in there. Like, I mean, I don't know. If you it's got some quality sounds. It might be. Because a lot of that early, like, Snap music was made with that shit, like yeah. the franchise boys and all that. But everybody thought that shit was whack. I'm like, nah, fuck that shit. I'm finna get the real shit. So I got on that, on the Phantom, and that really taught me how to make beats. Because it was easier to me. Because it wasn't all that. It was like, you play this shit, and that's what you hear. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't no clicking in and clicking all them blocks and clicking patterns and shit. I, I was like, fuck all that. I don't even want to do that because I don't, I wasn't really smart like that anyway. Yeah. So I would play sounds and I learned from like Lil John and shit like that. I used to do like simple shit like 
I'll make some shit like that and put a little put a little swing on that bitch. <laughs> yeah, like I'm like, okay, I just made a beat for the first time. Like, okay, this is a beat. Like, and that's when I started getting intricate with the okay, these are notes and this these notes go together. And I'm like, this is a chord. I mean, I didn't know it was a chord, but I'm like, shit, these five fingers fit right. You know what I'm saying? And I would record. And I didn't, I didn't know how to play both hands, so I would record one hand at a time. Mm. You feel me? But the beast was fire, so I had, I had came up with some shit. I'm like, you know what? I think I'm good enough to go back on Fruity Loop. So I started mixing them together. Like I would take sounds from there and uh, put them on Fruity Loops. And then I met this other dude. His name Chop. Um. He was from my city too. Like he was like a a real savage person with the Fruity Loops. So he came in. He was like, "Bro, your shit sound good and shit, bro. But you need plugins." And I was like, "What the fuck is that? You need plugins. You need more like drums and shit." Because I used to think drums wasn't important. He was like, "Yeah, bro. You need drums and shit, like kits and shit. Like, like this is the first time I ever heard shit like this." So I I. T- do that in there. I'm like, okay, now I got kits. Now I got plugins. Remember plug some in. of them first kits that you, you got? That you had gave? Yeah, like it was. I had Kanye West. <laughs> I remember them kits. Yeah, like the Ninth you know, Wonder kit. Yeah, <laughs> so you already know. Like everybody had the same uh, yeah. start off kit. You feel me? Polo to done. <laughs> I made so many beats off that shit. Word. That he, shit was really. He hard. had them Sierra, like them, them, them crack, them uh, them claps that used to have like a real echo on it, like. The reverb. Yeah, like I'm like, oh, that bit's hard. So I made that. I started making slow beats and shit. I just started getting smarter, adding shit, meeting new niggas. They telling me what they do now. Like, so I'm like, you know what? I'm foul with this shit. Let's do what I was telling y'all to do. Let's try to work our way out. So I rapped on my beats. I rapped on them. And I was giving them out CDs. I was still in high school. So I was trying to get known and it wasn't really, it wasn't really working. Like, I don't know if people was like, the beats wasn't it, the songs wasn't it, or my rapping skills. But it was like, nah, this shit ain't really popping off. So in 2008, in 2008 or nine, really nine, 2009, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna make beats. Like, I don't wanna rap no more. You know what I'm saying? Cause I was like, for some reason, people not catching on. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't, I didn't want to be one of the people that's doing the same shit for like five years, and you still ain't make it, and you still in the house doing your shit. I'm like, nah, bro, I'm finna do this and focus on this. And that's what I told you. Come back to me saying like, I'm trying to like zone in on this shit. I'm finna perfect this shit. I'm finna be good as fuck at this shit, even though I was all right because I grew up. Like my dad is older. My background got a lot to do with my music. He older, and he used to play a lot of old ass shit. My dad like he's sixty eight. Mm. You feel me? So he had me late. So a lot of the music he used to play though was like sixties, fifties music, yeah. like shit like that. Like you know what I'm saying? So like it's people like Jerry Butler and shit. People don't know them people. And I used to listen to that shit. Day, bro, like that's all he played. You know what I'm saying? So when I was making my beats, it just came off like that. It came off like a 
tapped into that old knowledge. Yeah, it had like a it it, it was a it was just a unique vibe, bro. Like, and I, it had a lot to do with that. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, you know what, my beat's good enough. Like, I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm I'm finna try to give them to somebody else. You see what I'm saying? So this is the first time. This is '09. Like, like I'm finna try to give my beats to people. So I like I told you, I went in the neighborhood. People was fucking with it. They like, bro, your sound, your sound. You got some shit. I'm like, really? They like, yeah. <laughs> like, like for real? Like, yeah, bro, you you got potential, bro. Like, and it wasn't all the way there, but like I told you, I got the, I had that that vibe that. Old school mixed with new school vibe, and it was a real. I can't even explain. I don't know if it's blues or what, but it was like fucking with the shit. So I was like, man, they fucking with the shit, but it ain't really popping me off. I'm like, I need a niche. I need a gimmick. I need something to do to make this city fuck with me. So I was looking at TV, and DJ Khaled came on. Uh, we taking over some shit. I think that was the song. We taking over. Hey, <laughs> yeah, the nigga had so many people on the song and shit. I was like, damn, like <laughs> back when songs were like that, five minutes. <laughs> that's that's a good ass idea. You feel me? Mm. So I was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna make a beat, and everybody from my city and my county that's hot, mm. like that everybody love and like separately, I'm gonna put them on one song. You feel me? And I did. It took it took like four, five months because it's hard to get niggas to, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I used to tell them like, I don't got no no credit. I'm nobody. Yeah. But I'll give you free beats if you do this verse. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, it was nine people on the song, bro. Yeah. The song went crazy. This is when MySpace was back. I had like 30,000... I mean, I had 30,000 views on MySpace. I had, yeah. they was on my, I was taking professional pictures. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm that nigga. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm like, that's it. Now I gotta just continue to just make beats. But then, like you said, the process is so slow. Like you said, 2009, it popped off. But then it really didn't get big to 13, 14, like, mm-hmm. or getting to where I'm like, okay, I'm finna be in the industry. You feel me? Yeah. So it's like a long process, but I mean, it's if you like I said, if you if you patient and you know where you're trying to go and you feel like you're gonna get there regardless, just just wait it out, bro. Hear me? Oh, talking about because you know you said you really was really working your your own market, working your own neighborhood. Talk yeah. about really the differences in like the different areas of Southern Florida, like the different counties, like. I know you got my uh, Dade County, uh, yeah. Broward, uh, Palm Beach. That's a county, right? Right. That's where I'm from. Yeah. yeah. So it's, what's like? So Riviera Beach is inside Palm Beach County. Okay, bet. So you got Palm Beach, you got Broward. That's where Kodak from, and then you got Pompano, which is the city inside of Broward. Okay. That's what he, like pinpoint where he at. You got Miami, and then you got Dade County. You know what I'm saying? Which is two different things because that's. They got cities inside of day like Opelika, Miami Gardens. Oh, Opelika, Hialeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You got other places like you could. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. So, you want to know the difference as far as the music? I mean, Miami. You know, they got the torch. Like, you know, they they do. You know, they they had a a big. 
I was just telling somebody about this, like, because I know my history, right? They had a big drug trade in Miami that, that made it the way it is. Like, you see all them buildings and shit? Yeah, the cocaine when it came in, hell yeah. I, man, them, man, them people was fucking with billions. I'm talking about making buildings. They said Miami wasn't, no, it wasn't even no buildings, up, like, right? Man, them, them bitches were going on so fast. You know what I'm saying? Like, people had to fuck with this shit. Like, this, bro, Miami used to have, like, the same murder rate as Chicago. Damn. It used to be like 500 a year. Like, that yeah. shit was crazy, bro. Like, when them, when them, uh, when Pablo Escobar and all the people, brother. Yeah. So they have a reputation of money already. You see what I'm saying? So that's the difference. Like, they shit, when you go there, you kind of like going there to make it. You know what I'm saying? But it's so crowded. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't think to go there off real like that. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's different from where I'm from because of that. But, you know, they got their own music scene. Like, they got the Rosses, the the Trina, the Trick Daddies, the Lukes. Um, I mean, the people that y'all know. Like, yeah. Po' Boy, um, E-Class, all them boys, like... What about, like, new era artists? From there? Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, I mean, we just left the studio. Kid Omar came in there. Like he's he's like a a big artist in Miami. Um, a lot of them like I don't really know, because like I said, it's just two different two different vibes. Like they have a a more fun vibe, like club dance. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, that's what type of city it is. You know what I'm saying? Like have fun. You know what I'm saying? They got bad parts now. Mm -hmm. But they have a vibe, you know what I'm saying? So it's a lot of people that I don't know because I don't, sometimes I might not identify with that shit, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But I fuck with that shit. It's just different. Do a lot of artists come to Miami to record? Yeah, all of them do. <laughs> all of them do. As soon as they get out the plane, they, you know what I'm saying? Like, when we, where we was at, DJ Khaled Studio, a lot of people go there. A lot of people go to Circle House. That's um what I told you before. Yeah. A lot of people go to Hit Factory. You know what I'm saying? Or Criteria. That used to be like the old Hit Factory. Mm. And it's a and a lot of other ones like that I go to and they might be a little smaller. But I mean, they they have they have a vibe, you know what I'm saying? It's just different. I fought with it though. Cause we all Florida, we all really we all come from the same thing. We just action it better. I mean, differently than other people. You know what I'm saying? Like Kodak vibe and Pompano and Broward is like more like, like it's ratchet. You know what I'm saying? But they don't have that big old like platform. So people got to work twice as harder. So they, they music sound a little rough. You feel me? Broward, that's where uh, Denzel Curry and X, they from Broward too? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. X from X from um, Broward. I think he from like, plant, like, I don't know exactly where he from. But I think like how you said, like it sounds a little bit more rough, but I think that's what makes it so special. Like, yeah. It stand out so much. Yeah. Like they have a vibe too. You know what I'm saying? But them boys work. Now, like, them boys work. You know what I'm saying? Miami work. It's just a different work though when you gotta like you coming from a place don't have really nothing going on. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but they got artists too. They got Kodak, they got X, they got 
Um, with the, it's, it's another dude, Little. I think his uh, Little Skies. He from Skies. I, I think he from. I don't know. He might be, but. I mean, there's a it's a know, lot of artists in there. Yeah. Hey, Lil Pump um, is smoking. Yeah, Lil Pump. You know what I'm saying? You got the Buffet Boys, like Puya. You got yeah, Mike Puya. D, Fat Nick. Yeah, you are. You see, you already on beat oh, yeah, then. Yeah. yeah. So they they got a whole vibe in his own because they a lot. Like I said, the music is like aggressive in your face. Right. And you see that from all the people you name, like Pump, all them boys. They should be turned. Yeah, yeah. You know I think Denzel's a cool balance because he's also like, who did, what did I say he was like? He's like the Kendrick of like kind of the down here. He's more yeah. like he'll still be aggressive, but then he also has something real serious. Nah, he to lyrical, say. like yeah, like he like, lyrical, a serious like, message. He was on the XXL cover too. That sixteen, right. that two thousand sixteen mm. year. That was a good year. Who was it? Sav- twenty one Savage. Yeah, twenty Lil Yachty. All the people that was on there. They had yeah, like they had a little group. Kodak was on there. Yeah. Let's, you want to do the fan question? Yeah, let's do some fan questions. And all right, so we have um, we can the, we can do the get the tag because we already did that one in the behind the beat. Yeah. All right, so we got a someone we submit questions or we tell people on Instagram to like submit questions. We got to see a clip coming on the interview, and we got our first question from Loner Square. He says, "What is the biggest and most important lesson you learned in this business so far?" I think you kind of touched on it earlier, but the biggest lesson I learned so yeah. far. Like I said, take control over your music. Take control over your music. <laughs> Don't let nobody control you. Mm. That's that's the main thing. Like, and that's easy to do because, like I told you, once you get the big record, they're gonna want to publish a deal with you. They're gonna want this. They're gonna get your manager. Gonna do this. They're gonna tell you to do this. Or we got a house already for you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Like, no, nigga, like, that's the main thing. But some people might miss that. But stay focused on controlling your shit. Mm. But, yeah. All right. And then our last question is from TSSR.Wave. It says, talk about your sample digging process and where do you find your samples? I just go off of shit that I heard. You know what I'm saying? I don't like growing really, up. Yeah, I don't do all that digging and shit. Because that shit seems fake. <laughs> what you mean? Like that's like fake. crate like, digging, like in the record shops. Ah oh, man, that ain't even what you like. Like I don't know. Like I wouldn't. I wouldn't. That's that's kind of like pushing some shit on somebody that you know is bad for them. I don't know. Like I, it might I, work for you because you actually grew up on the fifties and sixties music. But like, right, right. Like I wouldn't. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna be real. Like okay, like the old town road record, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people mad about that because that's not what he do. You see what I'm saying? Mm. Who's little Nas? The right. country scene is mad, right? So he made it a joke, and all of a sudden this shit is the biggest song in the fucking he said, he world. He said he really does. He really is country though. Man, I heard that nigga shit. Man, I don't. I'm like I don't know, but that nigga, that nigga from Bankhead. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I've I've looked at other songs he put out before that mm-hmm. and they was like trap shit. Mm-hmm. Like he was like, it wasn't trap shit, but it was some rec- it was some hip hop shit. You feel me? Like yeah. I mean that could be the process. Maybe he felt maybe uncomfortable. But jumping is into that it. good to do that? Like say like this is not me, but this is what people want to hear. Mm-hmm. You know 20, what I'm saying? Like for you. you said what? It's 2019 for you. Shit. It's like, I don't know if I could get into that. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, 
I feel like that shit backfire on you in the end. Like mm-hmm. that shit ain't you. Cause now he's stuck. But if it is him, maybe the trap stuff that he came out with before was him trying to please everybody. And then he was like, you know what, this ain't working. But you, <laughs> you know like what I do like? Yeah, but really. he's like, you know what I do like is this country stuff. And so I'm gonna put this song out and then but by then him look, being authentic, look what happened. But then look, not everybody gonna say, this is what you gotta do now. You have to do country music now. Mm. Because this is your biggest record. But I think everybody, I mean, anytime someone blows up, there's always going to be people so, saying, like, you have to stay in a certain lane. You have to kind of... And that's bad, though, say, because if say, I dig up a sample, if I crate dig up a sample, I have no clue what the fuck this is. I put it out, this shit hit record. Shit go way up. Mm-hmm. fucking with shit. They going to tell me, hey, bro, do another one like that. Man, what the fuck? Mm. Yeah, do another one. And But you don't, got, you don't even know what you do. I don't know. I, just, I think I think that's a beautiful thing though. Me. Is you just kind of go in and just keep doing like, like I don't know how I made this beat, but I know I can go in and make something new. I might not go but crate then you're digging, but I might. Yourself, bro, you're losing yourself. Nah, not at all. I mean, just because necessarily you went crate digging to find this. No, one I'm record. saying if you have to do it again, and you're thinking like, I don't know what I did, but I'm gonna do it again just because they said they want another one. Like, oh, that's okay. kind of like now you're going into selling like your you, soul. Like now. you're trying to force yourself to make a certain type of music that they like. Right, and now you lost yourself. Bro. See, like what I, I guess what I was getting at is like you just stick with the same process, not necessarily saying like, okay, I did this to make them like this you're music. Right. I'm just saying like I just know when I hop on in front of this, I make whatever, and if people like it, cool. If not, hey, this is just my process. And what if they don't like it? Hey man, then that's on you. How do you how you handle it? Really, it's on <laughs> you how you like, handle you it. You got like damn, like I'd be like, shoot. I mean, if you don't like it, that's cool. But this is how I make yeah. music. This is my process. Yeah. Are you kind of saying like in a stream case, like if you went to EDM music just for a check, <laughs> yeah. some crazy house? music. If I was to do that and it turned out to be a hit, and now they say I'd be fucking mad because I'm like, I don't really want to do that shit. That's not me. Mm. You feel me? But I did it because. I wanted a quick buck. Yeah, as a gimmick. Mm. I, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's real shit. Just make sure the gimmick is you. Like, yeah. Because oh, yeah. when you do shit like that, bro, you lose yourself, bro. Right. You're going to die. I think that's also a real a real fine balance between staying true to who you are and then also trying new things. Right. Because if, you, if you're on one extreme, be like, nah, I'm not going to try nothing because that's not who I am. I'm not going to even go into EDM because Yeah, I'm now a, I'm you can't crazy. do it like that. Right, right, you yeah. can't do it like that, but... But then you can't You got to be, be like, really into that shit. If you're going to do it, you're going to say, I'm going to research EDM. I'm going to really try to see if I fuck with it. If I fuck with it, I'm going to, like, slowly gain an understanding of how I could be a part of that shit. Right. But if you just thinking, like, I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna do it. I don't give a fuck. What happened? If it blow up, it blow up. Like I don't even like that shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Now it's kind of like, like you ain't this this life that we live in, bro. We like we are in an energy that is a recycle. You feel me? I feel like once you start like accepting that type of energy, bro, like you dead inside. Mm. What you living for? You know what I'm saying? You pleasing other people. They fucking you in the ass. They t- tell you do anything. You do it. I'm straight on that, bro. Like, that's not how I want to live. You know what I'm saying? Like, this music business will make you do that. I guess mm-hmm. it's all about, like, what's your goal when you're, like, why are you getting into the music stuff? Because, I mean, some people, that's their goal is to make as much money and they'll do whatever they can to. Yeah, that's not my, that's not my goal. Right. I don't, I don't. It just depends on what everybody's reason. I, I always, bro, I come from so much, like, poverty and shit, like. I just want to make make enough to where I could pay the bills and drive Live a car that I like, fuck the girl I like, 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? And go wherever the fuck I want to go. Like, all that need money over money and shit. What is that doing for a person that don't have they self mm. right? You know mm. what I mean? Like, I don't know. That's real shit. I don't need no, I don't need all that. I'm not into that shit. I'm not flashy. Like, I don't really. That's why I say it. Like, like a lot of people say they come up here and they say producers, introvert and shit. I'm the same way. Stereotype. I don't really fuck with people. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just do me, stay in my lane, and try to stay true to myself to where I can live my life. <laughs> to when I when I lead this bitch, I'm like, I'm straight. I'm I'm cool with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm cool with me. I don't need money to make me feel like me. You know what I'm saying? So I do this shit. I really do this shit because I love it and I want to make people happy and make people enjoy themselves while they in a car or in a club and help people. You feel me? Like, feel a certain way. And me, myself. But at the same time, bro, I'm not going to do whatever to do that. Like, I won't. You know what I mean? I think that's a good ending note right there. That's a good one. Good shit. Hey man, y'all, y'all, and listen too, in the comments too, y'all better take it easy on me because y'all was snapping on me last time. Talking about, about, the vibe. Talking <laughs> about oh yeah, you said vibe. 75 times. I'm like, man, yeah. this is my first time on camera. <laughs> I don't know what this ain't. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all boy, take it easy, OB. Don't say no crazy shit. I drop gems on y'all boys. Nah, for real though. So y'all got something to take too, so y'all can try to come up in this game, bro. And like I said, all the shit that I said. I think Try. You gave, I think you gave some of the real most practical advice that we right. had on our podcast, real for real. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I mean, and, and too, like, I like what y'all are doing, bro, because y'all are giving a platform to the producers that's coming up here. Like, you, you, you got people that got names and doing big songs and shit. Because, like I said before, bro, producers are not getting paid. If I could say it in the mic, <laughs> they're not getting paid enough. They're not getting yeah. enough attention. You feel me? Right. So I'm glad that y'all. See that, and y'all like making it to where like, okay, this is a culture. Mm. You feel me? Fuck with it. I fuck with producer grind. Again, y'all, and, and another thing too. I got an album coming out. Like I said, I'm telling y'all boys to put out y'all own music. So why would I take my own advice, right? So look out for that. Follow me. On Instagram, all that shit. I told you I want you to put link on here, but whatever. Where can they follow? We're gonna put the link and all that, but where can they follow? Y'all can find me at C Club Beats. Put that anywhere. C C L I B L I P B E A T Z with a Z. Beats with a Z. C Club Beats. Anywhere, everywhere, I'm gonna pop up. You feel me? Brand name. You ain't gotta. It ain't gonna be different names and shit on. But yeah, yeah look out for the new album, rapping beats. We're gonna have Melly on there. We're gonna have Kodak on there. We're gonna have Roddy Rich on there. We're gonna have Jack Boy. We're gonna have two two G's on there. Like shout out to two two G's too, cause he on Sniper Gang. He from New York. Mm. He gonna be on that bitch. This shit gonna be lit. Control y'all music. Do y'all thing, man. Shout out to producer grind. Y'all fuck with this shit. And like I said, take it easy on the comments. <laughs> <laughs> on my that's it though. Hey man, shout out to C Clip, man. Shout out to C Clip. All right. Got enough. Peace. I'm going to dab you up like Kodak. <laughs> <laughs>